Warning, explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Lyric from Head, and you're listening to Slip Into the Fray on Pacific Northwest Radio. You dialed in because you wanted to have something hot and juicy to melt the day away, right? Yeah. This show is called Sexy Rockstars, hot and sexy that rock our worlds and make the girls go, ooh, ah. Now, don't get mad at me for singling out the lead vocalist. I know it takes the whole band to make a great band, but for me as a front person, I am drawn in by the singer or lead in the band. Just wanted to put that out there. The show is for guys and girls. Girls, I'm talking about hot rock stars that you'd love to sneak backstage and find their dressing room and not take no for an answer. And guys, I don't want to leave you out of this one. I know you have your secret man crush, and if you don't, that's okay. You'll love the music I'm about to play. Maybe your girlfriend is listening to the show with you and it'll get her hot and bothered and she'll lose all control, hopefully during the show, as long as you're both still listening. Now let's get ready to check out these sexy rock stars. I'll be online while you're listening, so feel free to chat with me on our Pacific Northwest radio page. Don't be shy. Come and say hello. Now, here we go. Turn down the lights, grab a glass of your favorite inspiration, and crank the shit out of these songs. Let's turn on the whole fucking neighborhood here on Pacific Northwest Radio.
need you tonight, cause I'm not sleeping. There's something about you, girl, that makes me sweat. Great way to start the show. Oh, you sexy rock stars. Lyric here from Head, and you're listening to Slip Into the Fray on Pacific Northwest Radio. And tonight, we're talking about sexy rock stars. Holy fuck, pray for me. Nikki Six, DJ Ashba, and James Michael, and their heroin diaries. If you haven't heard about the album yet, it's really fucked up. It's about Six's crazy life of sex and drugs and near-death experiences. James Michael's voice is so ultra sexy on the tracks, it makes me fucking crazy. And he makes the sexy rock star list for sure. Not only is he hot, but holy shit can he sing. Such emotion, such power and intensity in his voice, and he oozes the sexy. 
Now I'm hitting the wall and she begs me to quit and she drags me to church but I'm scared to commit and I'm losing my mind because she has all my shit. She won't go away and all I ask of her is pray for me. Cross your heart and hope that I don't die before the best day of my life. Just pray for me tonight. All girls love a bad guy. You know, we want to fix something that's broken. It's in us. It's the mother inside. I hear the song and I instantly think, I could save him. My lover and I read Heroin Diaries together. It was our bedtime story for about a week. I really enjoyed it and it was great to be able to attach a story to the songs, just like my band Head's album, Afraid to Sleep. Our concept story is very close to some of my own personal life. Take a read if you get a chance and you can check it out on headmusic.ca. Just click on the story and, and you'll get everything there. In considerable detail, the diaries chronicle the recording of Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls album and the subsequent Girls, Girls, Girls tour, ending with Six's near-death experience from a heroin overdose in late 1987, which inspires the band to quit heroin altogether. Themes include Six's relationships with then-girlfriend Vanity, the other members of Motley Crue and his family, as well as drug dependency. Six's dark struggles with addiction and depression are leavened by humorous anecdotes about his wild lifestyle of the time. James, who produced the album, said the project formed organically. Six and Ashba had already been working on the material for what would become the Heroin Diaries soundtrack and were considering having guest singers across the various tracks. James was suggested, and Ashba didn't even know him as anything else but a producer at this point. But as soon as Ashba and Six heard James sing, well, that was it. They didn't want anybody else. Six had lived what they were actually singing about, and the fans gravitated towards songs such as Life is Beautiful, Pray for Me, Accidents Can Happen, all really great tunes. Please do yourself a favor and check it out. So slide over here and give me a moment. Your moves are so raw, I've got to let you know. I've got to let you know you're one of my kind. I think I need a cigarette. <coughs> God, that's good. This song has the ability to make your pants drop without warning. This guy is hot, really channeling Jim Morrison. These are just a few comments I pulled off YouTube for Need You Tonight. Michael was a very, very sexy rock star. He exuded an overtly sexual macho cool with his flowing locks and exuberant stage movements. He was the founding member and lead singer and lyricist of In Excess until his death. Hutchins won the Best International Artist at the 1991 Brits Award with In Excess winning the Related Group Award. His private life was often reported in the Australian and international press with a string of love affairs with prominent actresses, models, and singers. He lived fast and hard, and on the morning of November 22, 1997, he was found dead in his hotel room in Sydney. His death was reported by New South Wales coroner to be the result of suicide. There are lots of rumors about how he died, but I prefer to remember him for his music. Need You Tonight is the fourth song of In Excess's 1987 album, Kick, as well as the first single from the album release worldwide. It's the only In Excess single to reach number one in the Billboard Hot 100. In the official autobiography, In Excess Story to Story, Andrew Ferris, the keyboardist from In Excess, said that the famous riff to the song appeared suddenly in his head while waiting for a cab to go to the airport to fly to Hong Kong. He asked the cab driver to wait a couple of minutes while he grabbed something from his motel room. Orky dorky. In fact, he went up to record the riff and came back an hour later with a tape to a very annoyed driver. What the hell are you doing? Next up, 
Your sex is on fire here on Pacific Northwest Radio. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hot as a fever, rattle of bones. I could just taste it, taste it. But it's not forever, but it's just tonight. Oh, we're still the greatest, the greatest. Your sex is on fire, consumed with what's to transpire. Caleb, your sex is on fire.
Now it seems to me that you know just what to say But words are only words Can you show me something else? Can you swear to me that you'll always be this way? Show me how you feel More than ever, baby Pay for this. I don't wanna know the lover at my door. It's just another heartache on my list. I don't wanna be angry no more. And you know I can never stand for this. So when you tell me that you love me, no, for sure. I don't wanna be lonely When my heart's still on the mend Open up to me Like you do your girlfriends And you sing to me And it's harmony Girl, what you do to me is everything Let me say anything just to get you back again Why can't we just try I don't no more I don't wanna have to pay for this I don't wanna know the lover at my door How's your blood pressure, girls? You getting too hot to handle? This is Lyric, and thank you for joining me tonight. We're getting down with some hot and sexy rock stars. If you're online right now, come and say hi in our chat. Go to our Facebook page, Pacific Northwest Radio, and say hello. I want to hear from you. I play Sex is on Fire by Kings of Leon, followed by Rob Thomas, Lonely No More. The band was formed in 2000 by brothers Caleb, Nathan, Jared, and cousin Matthew Followell. Nathan explained that the band never intended the song to be named Sex on Fire. 
He said they were totally different lyrics. It was actually going to be called Set Us on Fire. But one of the sound mixers in the studio walked in as we were playing and said, Sex on Fire, huh? It was kind of a joke, and we stuck with it. Nathan also said that some of the lyrics tried were Socks on Fire, Snatch on Fire, and I like this one, Cocks on Fire. The song charted like crazy everywhere and sold 1.2 million copies in the United Kingdom. It reached number one on the USA Hot Modern Rock Tracks chart and number 56 on the Billboard Hot 100. In 2008, the song earned the band their first Grammy nominations, and the band won the award for the best rock vocal performance done by a duo or group. Caleb is dreamy with his sexy green eyes, and his voice in the song sounds like he's on the edge of an orgasm. When his voice breaks, I want to break him. Just on a side note, my lover sang that song when he was in a cover band, and every time he did, he got me wet. Okay, now I have to take a really deep breath when I talk about Rob Thomas. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, sexy motherfucker. Rob is one of modern music's most compelling and commercially successful artists. For 20 years, he's been the frontman and primary composer for Matchbox 20, leading the quintet to multi-platinum success over the course of four albums and a string of number one hits on his own. I actually got to see Matchbox 20 and was mesmerized by Rob. I've had a huge crush on him for years and have followed him through his solo career as well. Then there's Thomas' collaborations with iconic artists like Mick Jagger on the song Disease and Santana, the latter resulting in 1999 Smooth, the Latin-tinged blockbuster that earned Thomas three Grammy Awards and spent 12 weeks atop Billboard's Hot 100 chart. It was also named the number two Hot 100 song of all time and number one of the rock era. Overall, Thomas has contributed to sales of more than 80 million records. 80 million? That's crazy. I know, right? In 2004, he was the first ever honoree of the Songwriters Hall of Fame, Hal David Starlight Award, created to recognize a composer in the early years of his or her career that already had made a lasting impression and impact. He has won numerous BMI and ASCAP awards and has earned the Songwriter of the Year crown from both Billboard and BMI. Thomas is also known as an electrifying live performer, drawing fans of all ages to Matchbox 20's concerts, as well as to his solo shows around the globe. Rob says, after 20 years, I still get excited when I go on the road. The sound of the bus before it pulls out, the idea of waking up in a new city every day, not knowing what the day will bring. He says, it's the best part of what I do seeing new faces every night, sharing the music. It's what keeps me doing it. It's the greatest job in the world. I totally get that. And when you ask Thomas what accounts for his huge success, his reply is earnest and thoughtful, just like his music. He says, part of me feels like it's because I'm exactly like the people who listen to my music. I've never written songs that speak to a particular group of disenfranchised youth. I'm not super political. I just write songs about people and how they relate to each other. I think that's something that's really universal to everybody. And I think also over the years, I've learned how to write a good melody, which is an easy thing to say about myself because I feel like it's the thing I'm good at. So if your car breaks down and I'm with you, you're fucked. I can't fix your stereo. I'm not really good at math. There's nothing else I can do super well except for write songs, but I can say, listen, this is what I do. Okay, I have to be honest. I don't care that he can't fix my car. Just keep singing and writing, Rob. When I hear Lonely No More, it makes my knees weak. 
His sensitivity is so damn sexy, and I really don't want him to be lonely no more. Let's count how many times I say sexy on this episode of Rockstars. Sexy, 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 Rockstars! 1516. Yay, you're still listening. Are you on Facebook? I want to talk to you. Come on. It's going to be fun. Let's chat. This is Lyric, and you're listening to Slip Into the Fray here on a Thursday night. And it's my sexy rock star edition. Maybe you can relate to some of these songs I'm going to play in just a minute. Here's a little hysteria for you and Monkey.
Warning, explicit content. Listener discretion is advised.
Hysteria, exaggerated or uncontrollable emotion or excitement, frenzy, feverish, fit of madness, derangement, mania, delirium. And that's exactly how I feel when I listen or watch Muse. I caught their tour here in Vancouver and I was in a trance watching Matt deliver. Every song is like a masterpiece. He puts his whole heart and soul into every note and the girls, yeah, girls love this sexy rock star. I'm a follower of the band on Twitter and he posted hi and a girl said, please say hi back to me. I've been waiting for five years for just a hello. Come on, Matt, say hi. Hysteria, also known as Hysteria, I Want It Now, is featured on their third album, Absolution. It was also released as a single from that album in December 2003 in the UK, peaking at number 17 in the UK singles chart. The song is also well known for its bass line, which was voted the sixth best bass line of all time in music radar. It reached number nine on the US Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart. Did you know Muse recorded here in town? You know, I didn't know that. Where did they record? At the warehouse. Oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Love that band. Did you get to see them? No. Ah, too bad. That's our mystery guy. <laughs> we'll have a quiz later who that is. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Robert Plant. Now, I have to let you in on a secret, although not such a big secret to those that know me. Robert Plant is my all-time favorite sexy rock star. I've been in love with him for such a long time, and sadly, I never got to see Led Zeppelin play. I did get to see him perform once with Jimmy Page when they did a tour together. I think it was around 1998, and once about five years ago when he played Vancouver in his solo project. Both times, I was in absolute awe. I couldn't take my eyes off him. He was the sexy Led Zeppelin's lead singer with his long, flowing, blonde hair, bare chest, and tight jeans. And I mean, you could really check out his package, right, girls? Robert knew what the girls wanted. There's so many groupie stories that you've probably heard about this band, but I'll tell you mine. So after the Plant Page show, I was getting ready to leave, and this guy comes up to me randomly and says, Do you want to meet Robert Plant? I said, What? And he said it again, do you want to meet Robert Plant? Strange, he asked me out of a crowd of people, but without any more thought, I said yes. He grabbed my hand and we started running and led me to the side of a building. And oh my God, there he was. Sexy, cool. He was smoking a cigarette, looking like an orgasm. We stood there silent, hand in hand, watching him take his last drag. And then he went inside. I was frozen and then turned to my stranger friend, hugged him, thanked him, and left. Because I thought, okay, that's it, right? So I started walking off, and as I was turning the corner to go to my car, I heard somebody yelling, hey, hey, do you want to meet Robert Plant? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, really? And I turned, it was this guy again, and I felt a little bit worried because now there weren't so many people around and it was a little more secluded. But what the fuck? I said, yes, I do. And he grabbed my hand and we ran. We ran like the wind. I could feel my heart pounding in my chest. We got to the side of the building and there he was. Oh my God. It was like everything was in slow motion. And out walked Robert. A limo pulled up and parked and Robert, along with about 20 people, walked out towards me. It was just me. There wasn't anybody else. Nobody else really mattered. There was security everywhere, and then a few people started pushing, trying to get to him. And I yelled out, Robert! 
And it wasn't a yell, it was like this Beatlemania scream. I had no idea where that came from. It, I don't even think it was me, maybe it was the girl beside me. But no, it was me. And then Robert said, yes. He said yes to me calling his name. And he parted the crowd like he was parting the Red Sea and said yes again and walked right up to me. I couldn't talk. I couldn't feel my body and I mumbled something like, <laughs> didn't even make any sense. I love you, Robert, is what I was trying to get it out. Um, I've loved you all my life. And he smiled and he said, thank you. And then I reached in my bag. I, I could barely even get my hand in it. I was shaking so bad. And I pulled out my first CD and I gave it to him. And he said, is this you? And I said, yes. Looking into his eyes, which by the way, burned right into my soul. I swear to God. And then he said in his beautiful voice, I'll give it a listen. And he put it in his pocket and turned around and walked to the limo. My whole body shook. It was like I just had a multiple orgasm. And then he drove away. Robert fucking Platt had my CD in his pocket. Oh my God. The only sad thing about it was the CD sucked. Now I wish I could give him head instead. Um, did I just say that out loud? Monkey is from Band of Joy, Robert Plant's ninth solo album, released September 2010 in the UK and September in the USA. Monkey is slowed down to a grinding, spooky, gothic rock tempo and mood that's vastly different from the band Lowe's original version. It's arguably the least similar to other tracks on the album, that's except for Satan which for the most part carry folk rock or progressive rock moods. This version of Monkey also may be the first gothic rock track Robert Plant has ever recorded. And although it's not a staple at Plant's live performances, there have been instances where he's performed it. And to my delight, I got to see him perform it live. And now excuse me because the devil wants to fuck me in the back of his car here on Pacific Northwest Radio.
found everything I need. The sweat in your eyes, the blood in your veins are listening to me. Well, I wanna wrap it up and swim in it until I drown. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised.
from Head, and you're listening to Slip Into the Fray on Pacific Northwest Radio. In case you just tuned in, I'm talking about sexy rock stars. I've played some pretty intense music tonight, played by some pretty hot musicians. Sorry guys, I know this is kind of bent towards girls tonight, but you must be loving the songs if you know the chicks be digging it. Add it to your sexy song playlist, and you'll be sure to get lucky. I just played Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor will be on many of my shows as I'm a huge starstruck groupie. I got to see them last time they were in Vancouver. The light show alone was so fucking cool. The band literally blew my mind. The only time is from Pretty Hate Machine, Nine Inch Nails' debut studio album released October 1989. Pretty Hate Machine has compiled a reworked tracks from the band's purest feeling demo, as well as songs composed after its original recording. Now, I just found out this part of Trent's story, and it's really resonating with me. During working nights as a handyman and janitor at the Right Track Studio in Cleveland, Ohio, Reznor used studio downtime to record and develop his own music. Playing most of the keyboards, drum machines, guitars, and samplers himself, he recorded a demo. And with the help of manager John Malm Jr., he sent the demo to various record labels. Reznor received contract offers for many of the labels, but eventually signed with TVT Records, who were mainly known for releasing novelty and television jingle records. Pretty Hate Machine was recorded in various studios, with Reznor collaborating with some of the most idolized producers of his time, Flood, Keith LeBlanc, Adrian Sherwood, and John Fryer. Much like his recorded demo, Reznor refused to record the album with a conventional band recording Pretty Hate Machine mostly by himself. He says, a lot of it sounds immature to me now. He stated that in 1991 of the recordings that were about two years old by that time. At first, it totally sucked. I became completely withdrawn. I couldn't function in society very well. And the LP became a product of that. It's quite small scale, introverted, claustrophobic. That's the feel I went for. God, he and I have so much in common. No, seriously, I spent time working in a studio, cleaning, yuck to bargain for studio time and recorded songs on my first demos that way. And another thing, Reznor's lyrics express adolescent angst and feelings of betrayal by lovers, society, or God, themes of despair and lovesick sentiments, just like me. Okay, yeah, I know I'm a groupie. I'm drunk and right now I'm so in love with you and I don't want to think too much about what we should or shouldn't do. Lay my hands on heaven and the sun and the moon and the stars while the devil wants to fuck me in the back of his car. If he was the devil, I'd let him fuck me in the back of his car. Last song of the night is Temptation by Tea Party. I got to see the band at the Commodore in Vancouver, a room that holds about a thousand people, so I had a great view of the band. Jeff Martin is very hot and very sexy on stage. Funny, I remember years ago, just before they broke being at a music conference, 
you know the kind when you're just starting out and everyone and their dog has a panel and you're hungry for knowledge and you want all kinds of advice, you know, about what you should and shouldn't be doing. And it's all just a bunch of regurgitated bullshit that they feed you. And the organizers take a good chunk of change for that loose advice. Anyways, on one of the panels, there was a guy who was managing Tea Party. And he spent the entire time promoting the Tea Party instead of engaging the audience with, you know, what to do. Which pissed everybody off. He even played some of their music, which was going to be released in a few weeks. Which pissed everybody off even more. And I listened and I thought, fuck, that's a, just kind of like a Doors ripoff. So I didn't pay a lot of attention to the band until years later, and I have grown to love their progressive rock, Indian, and Middle Eastern influences dubbed Moroccan Roll by the media. Temptation was off Transmission, an album they put out in 97, and was released as a single in Australia and a promotional single in Canada and the USA. An instrumental of this song was used in Trailer Park Boys, the movie, and it was featured on the soundtrack of the video game Road Rash 3D and on the EA Sports NHL 2002 video game soundtrack. Lead singer and producer Jeff Martin has been labeled everything from child prodigy, virtuoso guitarist, singer with perfect pitch, to the devil's child, and occult reincarnation. Born in Canada, Ontario, actually, in 1969. There's those numbers again. Jeff Martin has melody and music in his bloodlines and has dedicated his entire life to music production, winning praise and fans in all corners of the world. I knew we had a connection when I read about him being the devil's child. I have to meet this guy. Maybe he had shit open for tea party. What do you guys think? Thanks for tuning in. You can find me here every Thursday night on Pacific Northwest Radio at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And also find me on my Facebook page. It's lyric.headmusic or find me on headmusic.ca. If you like Head, check it out. Check my band out. Come on, support local music. Tell your friends about this show. This is the place you can come and let your hair down and take your clothes off. Don't forget, you can chat with me every time here on Pacific Northwest Radio's Facebook page or email me at lyric underscore j at shaw.ca. I want to hear from you. I want to hear about your spicy topics. You'd like me to dig into, come on, I'm down for whatever you want. I'm not lying. I'm game for just about anything. Because I play what I want to play and say what I want to say. Come back often. There's so many cool programs here on Pacific Northwest Radio. Check out the program page. Okay, you sexy rock stars, go out and be sexy. And you know what being sexy will get you. It's going to get you laid. That's it. See you next time. Peace out. Woo.